what is up everybody welcome back to another weekly scale riders podcast episode covering model car culture from around the world i am your host 65 lokes and this is episode number 171 my guest for this episode is brandon boyd you guys know him on instagram brando commando 1986 all the way from colorado a skilled model car builder let's get right into it i hope you guys enjoy this episode what's up edgar yo what's up brandon how you doing doing well on yourself oh pretty good man thank you welcome to the podcast thanks for having me dude yeah dude episode 171 made it this far and man i'm excited for this episode bro because i mean there's a lot of things we're going to jump into but one of the things that i'm like super psyched about was one of your bills that you just finished this is the the kit bash the hauler with the you know the lightning f-150 tell us about it yeah it's uh my first kit bash um got the mustang on the back it's uh it's our first build off where we have included two vehicles in the theme so you're you got a hauler and a, and a racer so the the theme is take me to the races so that's the that's the uh the focal point there is uh, building a, a hauler and a racer, yeah. So I got finished and uh, turned out pretty good, a lot better than uh, I anticipated. And this is something you started back in uh, May, right? Right. It's a May, June, July build-off. It's the first build-off we've had that was, that's was that been three months long. Man. And, yeah, because, you know, by looking at your Instagram, it's cool to see the, the boxes, three different model kits stacked mm-hmm. up. And, mm-hmm. you know, just seeing that progression of it, you know, you working on it, you could tell it was, you were like very dedicated working on this thing, you know, almost like every day it looked like, you know, and I really like those, uh, those like a time-lapse videos that you do. Uh-huh. Yeah, I do quite a few of those. Yeah, those are dope because, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's very uh, motivational for sure to see that, you know, because uh, I know sometimes we go through those like burnout stages and right. when we see someone else, you know, going at it, working on their car, even, you know, staying up late or waking up early and putting in that work, it's nice to see it come to those final stages of completion. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely put a lot of work into this. I don't think a day passed where I didn't work on it up until I finished it. So. Yeah. And when you're doing your build process, like, for example, like this one here, what would you say was like your fa- the favorite part out of the whole the uh, process? Oh, that's a good question. Mm. I'd say watching the hauler come together. That that was uh, that was my favorite part. Um, unlike a lot of builders, too, one of my favorite parts is actually prepping the parts and getting them off the sprue. Um, it's it's boring, I suppose, but it, I don't know. There's something about that process that I do enjoy a lot. And uh, it's it's just it's a remedy. The whole the build process itself, building models, is a, is a remedy altogether. But but getting the parts off, and that's like the first it's like the first stage of of it coming to life, you know. And that's when that's when ideas start hitting me a lot too. But on this one specifically, I think putting the hauler together because I did so much um, fabricating more than I'm used to. And um, my like I said, my first kit bash throwing the F one fifty cab in front of the wedge um there were a lot of doubts in my mind but um you know i had a lot of i had a lot of support from the outside and uh 
I just, I just kept mocking up. That's all you can really do. I think in a situation like that is keep test fitting things along the way, make sure everything's lined up and, uh, just, uh, dedicate yourself to the idea. And then it usually can follow through with it. If you just keep pushing forward, you know? Yeah. And, you know, having, you know, a kit bash like this under your belt now, does uh how, how does it how do you feel now you know moving forward in the future let's say you, you're gonna do another kit bash does it give you a bit more like confidence that you're like all right i, I got this definitely I, I learned a lot through that process and about a year ago someone who is making a one-to-one ranchero that's going to be a crew cab so he's making a four-door ranchero um, he reached out to me and asked me if I'd be interested in taking two Ford Ranchero kits and making them one. <laughs> and I was like, mm, yes, I'll do it. And I, I didn't really, I didn't really think I was going to be able to, but I figured I'd, I'd take on the challenge and it's been sitting around and I've been waiting for the time that's been right to do it. And now after doing this, I'm, I'm pretty confident I can make that happen and uh, try to replicate the car that he's, he's making at the moment too. And, and this man actually made his own uh, Ranchero crew cab and he sent me his old kit as well. What happened is he, he tried to strip it, but half of that body is, is resin. So he wound up melting it oh, um, when he, when he, when he gave it the dunk. <laughs> yeah. So, Dang. Um, yeah. And um, so I kind of have that as a uh, reference as well. I've mm-hmm. got uh got two ranchero kits and a resin body and his original kit so um i'm gonna start that next year for sure and try to get that done for him but yeah i definitely upped my confidence as far as going beyond you know what what a kit has to offer yeah and you know i I really like the uh that process of mock-up that you kept showing Mm -hmm. you know the the progression but then there was a mock-up and then you take it apart and then redo it how helpful Mm -hmm. is that um doing a constant mock-up through the process it's very helpful um especially after i finished the mustang i was able to start the uh the wedge and i had the mustang finished and as you see on one of the posts down low there i have the wedge and the um the cab i believe in primer and uh just kind of set it there and and for me it just helps me set that vision because you know it's all it's all in your mind until you you know have the parts really in front of you but I've, I've been taught throughout the last few years that mock-ups are really important, um, especially you know, for fitment pers- purposes, but also also for visuals so you can follow through with what you're trying to do. And then other, other ideas come to mind along the way as well. So, yeah, I'd say it's pretty important. Yeah, because there could be, like, some slight changes, right, as you're applying paint, clear coat. And, oh, yeah. and just, you know, any, you know, you cut something on this side and then on that mm-hmm. side, then you start fitting it and you're like, wait a minute, what's going mm-hmm. on? Why doesn't the window want to fit right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's definitely something that, that goes on throughout the whole build process. We all know is that you can mock up a million times and when you go put it together, something's gonna, there's always going to be a barrier of some kind, whether it be little or big, something will, will, will come across that you weren't expecting um especially that like you said a window not fitting i've learned lately to uh to mask off my the area where my windows will will sit specifically on this mustang um 
before I painted and cleared it, I, I masked off the, the edges around the window because that's always, that's always a thing where you, you go to put your glass in, depending on the glass style. But this one, specifically, the glass installs on the Mustang from the outside rather than the inside. So I didn't want all that extra buildup. So I even had someone ask me in a DM when I put a progress post about the Mustang, like, what's up with the tape around the edges of the, the window area? And I was like, I'm just trying to prevent buildup is all. So. yeah no that's good and <laughs> when when you're doing your mock-up do you tend to use more tape or is there something else because i know sometimes when i'm trying to do some some parts uh you know i i've talked to other people like dude should i just glue it or, or what should i try what should i do because it keeps falling <laughs> apart and right. tape tape's not gonna hold it i don't know or, mm-hmm. or it will but it's gonna be in the way yeah i use a lot of tape um i don't ever glue anything for a mock-up i think i heard some guys do i'm not sure I, see i use straight up super glue to put everything together so there's no there's no going back really on that one i use a good old loctite so i, do, I use a lot of tape see i do things do wiggle around a lot and slide around so it's it's kind of slappy so but it still works out somehow in the end and i always try to take into consideration that that little bit of extra um coverage you'll have or, or the, the space in between parts when you apply paint and stuff you know you got to take into consideration the how things you know get a little bit thicker and, and wider or what have you on each part so yeah and when uh when you were getting this started you know going into a build off and like you said earlier for, with two vehicles uh were you a bit you know in the very beginning like just kind of like man am i going to be able to finish these two within the three months span. Well, I'm pretty known for working quickly and efficiently. I give that up to where I work. Actually, kind of an assembly line process, and because uh, I build snowboards by day, mobile cars by night. So, um, taking that concept and putting it on the bench, it helps me get through the process a lot faster. And then when I'm working on the on the build. Um, I'm just working diligently. I, I I don't mess around too much and focus on anything but that. So I'm good at, you know, I guess working on something and then putting it to the side and working on something else, especially when the paint process comes around. Uh, there's always something you can be doing while something's drying or, or what have you. But to answer your question, no, I wasn't worried about the, the time really. In fact, I, I set a goal to finish in two months because I have the summer bash build as well that i'm working on and i um i can't go into detail about what that kit is because it's uh it's just it's going to be it's going to be shown when it's done so i have nice. there's no progress there's yeah. no progress on that or anything <laughs> but yeah I, I i definitely um i set a goal and I, I beat it by about a week so um and that's even with stripping involved on the mustang i i tried something new on there which is uh an, uh a finish with alcohol inks. I don't know if you may have seen that that post, but the the Mustang wasn't originally pearl green. It was uh it was like a tie dye, if you will, and it just didn't work out for me. I it looked okay, it just didn't suit this car, so I stripped it and uh, and I started over. So and I even took a couple day break during the Mustang build due to just uh, things going on outside of the hobby room. So I did almost give up. I won't, I won't lie there. I did almost give up on the on the build off altogether. Just 
Matt's not like me. So I, you know, there's a lot of support and encouragement out there, as you know. So between, yeah. uh, between just having a little bit of perseverance and a lot of support, um, I was able to get through it all. Yeah, you know, uh, referencing that, uh, like, tie-dye effect, I did mm-hmm. see you were using, uh, like, plastic. Was it a bag that you had it inside of or just a, a piece of plastic layered um, over the car to give it that effect? Yeah, what I did is it's like um, if anyone's familiar with turning mugs where you take, like, a, say, a raw steel mug, like a coffee mug. Uh, you find a lot of YouTube videos out there, uh, and my girlfriend and I got into this. She does a lot more of it than I do, but I've learned a lot from her. But you take basically, I did it just like I would do a mug. You lay down a piece of saran wrap, and you drip alcohol ink all over the saran wrap, and then you you lay your mug or your model car, as I wanted to try, down after you've primed it in white. And you lay it down on that on that saran wrap, and then you you kind of. Uh, just wrap the car with with the saran wrap there and it gives it this really abstract weird looking finish and it, it's pretty cool actually i'm going to do it on this integra that i have in front of me for my uh prospect build for the scale junkies so that'll be the next trial run and uh yeah that, that's how you, that's how you do it. you just literally wrap it in saran wrap and they let it sit for about a, a night pull it off and uh then you have this really crazy looking finish <laughs> yeah that, that sounds interesting like something you could even uh pattern out like on a lowrider car mm-hmm. or you know just even a custom car for sure i thought of that where you could like paint the like a lowrider you could paint the whole vehicle one color and like maybe mask off like just this integra for instance you could do the whole car say black but leave the trunk roof and hood blank and then mask it all up and then wrap the wrap it like normal, but have that effect on just like the top. That would be interesting looking. It's almost like a rally, or it's like a drift look to me. Mm-hmm. I think just all colorful and crazy looking. Yeah, that's cool. And like yeah. you know, work, working by day and like you said, by night building models. Is is do you ever feel like do you always follow like this every night? You know, whenever you work the same schedule timing at night or, or does it kind of fluctuate and you end up busting missions where you stay up probably all, all night till the morning? Never all nighters. I don't get too old for that one, but <laughs> I, I came, I came close on the, on this project cause I know I got really into it. Some builds I'm maybe not feeling as much, but like this one, I was, especially when the hauler came around, I was, I was spending a lot of time on it. Um, late nights, early mornings, my schedule is, uh, it's like a six to two. So I get home a few hours before my girlfriend does. So I always have that time. And I'll spend some time here and there in the evening um, working on it as well. But yeah, I get to go and once I get, once I get down here and uh, I just, I just make sure I, I, I kind of set a goal every time I'm sitting here, like, what am I going to do? And then, I, and then I try to, I try to get that done. Just, it's like a short term goal. And then you got your midterm goal and then your long term goal. And once you get all those matched together you can get the finished product, you know, it's a, an hour by hour, day by day, week by week. And then, you know, you keep doing that, repeat that process over and over. You can, you can get her done. Yeah. Do you ever get that feeling where you're like through the day as you're at, you're at work and like, you're kind of amped, like you have the model on your mind. Oh, for sure, then, all day long. And then, but you, but you ever experience this? Like, you finally get home, you're like, "Cool, I'm here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get down on it, like, do it up." 
but then mm-hmm. you kind of don't like you just kind of just chill and let's Definitely. say you let's say you don't work on it and then the next day you're thinking like dang i feel like i kind of wasted a day like i could have uh-huh. progressed on it a bit yeah for sure i, I hit burnout mode every so often like even after the holler here i've, I've taken a couple days where i've really take taking a, a step back and it, it's good to take those breaks you know too too much of anything i'm a firm believer too much of anything is not good for you and so not to say that too much model building isn't good for you but in a sense that you you can hit burnout mode with a lot of things so i i pretty much take a little bit of a, a breather after each build and so i did bust out the integra working on the other kit for for summer bash and um but I'm just kind of chilling. I'm not really like, oh, I better hurry. I better hurry because I'm not doing anything too crazy. Um, I have no time limit on the Integra. And then I'm very confident that I'll get this uh, other kit here done in just a couple of weeks. I just started it yesterday. I got all the parts off the sprue, primed the body today. And, uh, but yeah, it, it's, there's moments, yeah, where I, uh, where I wish that I would have and I didn't. <laughs> but then I make, I, I make up for it though, for sure. Yeah, it must be like a, a very uh, rewarding feeling to like open up a new kit knowing that mm-hmm. you just got done, you know, with like your goal. You just set it, you got it done, you got your your models done and you're like, all right, cool, I can move on to the next car. Yeah, that is a good feeling. It is, yeah. It's almost like a never-ending process. It's like you you finish a build and then you, you know, you, you stare at it for a little bit put aside and then you're back to building like the whole entire process is constant creation you know it's not it's like there, there's no there's no destination it's all it's all huge it's just a big long journey the building and so you gotta enjoy it nah, <laughs> and i right. do yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> dope and what what is it about the integras do that you like because you you had shown me you know some videos and like photos mm-hmm. of a collection like just things that you've held on to for years you know, um, t- tell us like, what is it that that you like that grabs you about the Integras as a model kit? That leads all the way back to when I started building. Um, I'd say I was, I feel like I, I did a little bit of building when I was a really young kid, maybe eight, nine, ten years old. Probably wasn't too far into it. Um, but then the Integras came out. I'm pretty sure that was 2000, 2001 area. So I'd have been 14. Um, I'm 35 now. And I built six of those as a kid. And um, so I've just, I just have a, it's the grail kit for me. And we all have a great, a holy grail kit. And, and mine is the Integra. And, um, you know, Mike Northwind, he would agree. That's, that's at least one of his grail kits. Um, but <clears throat> the prices of those are going up. And um, so I figured I would collect a few more. I could find them for a decent price on eBay. And um, yeah, I just, I just go back. It, it just takes me back. Um, building them um i've done a couple of them as an adult now see two i think i I refinished one when i got back into the hobby four years ago i took an old one that i had made as a kid and i stripped it down and redid it and it it still doesn't look that great i was actually going through the photos of it a a few hours ago and uh like maybe i'll strip it down again (laughs) i have so many other ones planned out that that i don't need to do that but um it's just a, uh, it's a nice kid. It brings back memories for me, really. I, I grew up in the, in a low rider scene and, and in a tuner scene. Um, I was raised in, in New Mexico, and uh, as you know, there's a lot of low riders there, and um, uh, 
there's a lot of tuners there at the time as well. It's kind of a mix up uh, as far as the car scene goes. So um, I didn't really see a lot of Integra's or anything, but just that that kit was available when I was a kid, and I was always asking my parents, "Can I get can I get this one?" And it was always the Integra, and I was just always was making them. I was making them all look different and trying different things. And but now today, you know, I, I take a little bit more seriously, and I've, I've got some. We've got some good plans for a few of them. Yeah, it, mu- it must be a trip, though, like, you know, uh, looking at, let's say, the box art, like, for the first time when you're a kid, <laughs> and just that feeling of seeing it and, you know, buying it, taking it home, working on it, but then you fast forward to now, and you still see that box art to this mm-hmm. day, you know, mm-hmm. and it's almost like a time machine. It, it is. It takes. Sure. It definitely takes you back to that. <laughs> To that yeah. point when you were young and yeah. getting it the, in your hands and just like being at home working on it. Yeah, the nostalgia is real. In fact, uh, I, I purchased one recently where it was it was damaged pretty significantly. A part of the the rear quarter was cut off for some reason and then the glass was broken. So um, I was able to get a full refund on that and keep the kit. So, But what I did is I took the other four Integras out of six that were just mediocre builds and I, I took them all apart. I have four bodies, four integrators sitting here with four glass pieces all hanging out, waiting to be used. I was trying to pick and choose which one would be best for the cause. That's when I made a video recently of the how-to on on how I strip um, bodies with brake fluid. Yeah, tell and, uh, tell us about that process because I did enjoy watching that on uh-huh. on your Instagram, you know, page. And uh, for for the uh, listeners out there, uh, give us an insight as to what's your process of stripping down a car well going back just a few years um when i had entered a a model car build off theme i forget which theme it was exactly but i was up in washington at the time um painting in a garage in the in out in the elements really super humid pretty cold and um everything was working against me so i got the reptile effect on a barracuda kit the one that's purple on the box that you would find at hobby lobby i painted it orange and i got that uh that reptilian look as you can call it, where it just cracked out real bad and so i reached out to it was either juan or jesse maybe both and i forget who exactly but they told me you know the best thing to do is just dunk it and break break fluid and then um i i did that and so i've, I've kind of perfected that process over time so stripping for me isn't a big deal in fact it's almost therapeutic too, as weird as that may sound, but when something goes foul, um, it, it's nice to be able to bring it back. So, but the process is briefly, um, you know, I have a little plastic container. I put the body in there and then I, I pour it, fill it, with, fill it up with the brake fluid and I'll let it sit. You don't need to let it sit for long. It depends how much, uh, how many layers you have and how much prep work was done beforehand. So if I send and prime a body, and paint it it takes a little bit longer for that brake brake fluid to do the job but like for instance on a car that i didn't sand or anything but just rattle canned it 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 just took a matter of hours before i could like rub the paint off with my finger so but i let this integra sit for four days in the fluid so for anyone who's wondering if it damages bodies um it doesn't this this body's still in great shape looks like it came right out of the box now that i've got it all cleaned up but um yeah, you, you let it soak, and then I take like a industrial style brush that looks like a toothbrush that I used to use when I detailed cars, 
for many years and um you just scrub it down and break all that paint loose and then um um after you get as much as you can off i take that same container i'll take that brake fluid pour it back in the bottle never use it over and over and over again um it, it, it does the job every time then i'll take that that container and fill it with purple power and that that neutralizes the brake fluid and then i give it another scrubbing it doesn't take but a few minutes to do that and then give it one last rinse um, with water and then bring it back to the bench and i'll i'll pick out all the cracks and uh, just kind of finish it off there and clean up the rest that, that the the brake fluid didn't get get into, and then sand it down again and repeat. <laughs> yeah, do you have to uh, wear like a respirator or wear any gloves during this process? I'm a big advocate of, of gloves. I feel like it's a sin almost to touch the plastic with my fingers. Um, I don't I don't want my finger oil residues on all over the plastic. Even though I use acrylics and acrylics are very forgiving, primers forgiving. But I, uh, I do wear gloves as far as the strippings with the brake fluid. Nah, I wouldn't say the resp respirator is necessary uh, for that process. Uh, you know, it has a scent, but it's not like overbearing or anything. Um, so yeah, but definitely when you're painting and stuff, I would advise. I don't. <laughs> I used to paint commercial vehicles and I would definitely wear a respirator then using, you know, automotive paints and stuff. But these acrylics and stuff, I have a paint booth where it runs the, runs the fumes directly outside yeah i've got a nice little setup here so i don't really get much many scents as far as uh yeah scent is concerned I, it, it all it all works itself out of here so yeah and, uh, and going into your bench like right now when you you know when you look at it let's say you're not working on anything and mm -hmm. you're just kind of staring from one end to the other and you mm -hmm. get to see like all your tools supplies you know, adhesives, everything, your paint, your booth, everything around there. Do you kind of trip out, you know, how much stuff you have now compared to like back then, maybe when you, For sure. when you got back into it or even when you were a kid, mm -hmm. did you ever imagine that you would be having a setup like this? No, no, not at all. And in fact, it, it, it grows and grows. Um, I could even do a little bit better on the tool side, which is where you come in and make, make some more purchases here soon. <laughs> but yeah, the, the tool, the tool, the tools you use are, or imperative as, as far as the, the quality finish you, you may get. But I mean, yeah, I have like, you know, I don't have nearly the collection that, that some guys do, uh, but I, you know, I have enough to get me by and uh, yeah, it is amazing here. I'm like, it, it almost seems like there's too much, but it, it all gets used sometime or another. And I, yeah, it's amazing how much, how, how many products you, you may need or that you can use to to get this finished. A lot of people, I think, oh, it's just glue and paint, but it, it goes way beyond that. Yeah, it, it's crazy, right? Once you start getting into it, or you add something else, and you figure out, wait a minute, this is dope. Like this is actually making this a little bit easier mm -hmm. to get to like where I want to be at with this build, and then just having everything accessible at your your like you know arm's reach. Mm -hmm. you know yeah, or you or you could open a drawer like all right cool this is what i need mm -hmm. and you know just having everything set up like your booth where you, when you airbrush is it pretty much set up like next to your bench as well yeah i have the table i was originally using when i came from washington back to colorado i've had a couple of trips back and forth i have a, a tiny little white table that i was using uh, when me and my girlfriend were living in a condo um, we moved into a house now recently, which is a win for us. And uh, I got a bigger table. We have a hobby room. 
uh, down here in the basement. And uh, so I have, I have, it's like an L shape. I've got a, a little table to the left and the big table right here in front of me to, to the right, if you will. And then right above the small table, it's kind of the paint booth. It, I have the window that opens up into the, like the window gutter from the basement where you could make an escape if you needed to, you know, I, I crack that open. I have the tube set up going up to the, up to the, uh, the surface of where the ground really meets the house. And, um, yeah, I, I just open that window up and I have my booth. I just plug the tube into it. Um, and then I just get to go on. Yeah. I turn it on and I can go, go, go. It's really convenient. Yeah. Having everything at, at arm's length, having the booth has been a life changer, airbrush life changer in the model world for me. I used to rattle can it. I know a lot of us started like that. Um, I had an airbrush probably a year before I even took it out of the box. I, I had it and I was, I just wasn't ready to use it. I didn't have any acrylics. I, I wanted to learn as much as I could about that airbrush before I even took it out of the box. And uh, now I'll never go back as you, as you've heard many times, you know, I do use, I, I lately I have been using rattle cans for different things, frames and stuff, get rid of some paint before it goes, goes bad. But, but yeah, it's nice to just have it all right here in front of you for sure. Like everything is, is right here. Yeah. Yeah, when was that point when you wanted to switch over to airbrush? Like when I mean, I mean, you know, you bought it, but you waited. But when was it when you felt like, all right, you know what, this is? I want to take the plunge now. I want to start airbrushing. Mm-hmm. It was actually gifted to me for as a Christmas gift by my uncle. Um, he saw how how passionate I, I became about building just a year or two into it, and I was I was sharing with him, you know, my projects and stuff, and he took it upon himself to, to gift me an Iwata. Um, here I have the, uh, if it's anything to anyone, it's the, um, just a little guy, the GFX CA model. Um, it's been, it's been a really good airbrush. Uh, it was basically after I learned everything that I needed, I felt that I needed to learn about keeping it clean and, um, you know, which paints to use, um, that would work with it and, uh, learned a lot along the way there too. So that way not to clog it and stuff like that. Um, yeah, basically just when I was ready to take it to the next levels was when I chose to, to take it out because, uh, I feel like for me personally, I could only go so far with, with rattle cans and, um, you can just do a lot more. You, you have the whole, the, you have a lot more options as far as, as, um, paint styles concern and, and uh, overall, I think quality finish, um, with, with an airbrush. So it didn't take long, I guess I've been using it for almost two years now. I've been back at it for four years. So, but yeah, Dang, it's really, cool. really nice to have. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. And you know, at this point, you know, you, you use acrylics, but like in the very beginning, did somebody, kind of just guide you through it or did you just kind of figure it out with trial and error a little bit of both um i've had mike you know he's he's my right hand man with uh the now or never build off and uh he is super super um uh you know informative and uh has a lot of background with with painting and just automotive in general so um, he helped me along the way through through many, many, many things, all the way up to this hauler. Um, he, he helped me out with so many things. And so, yeah, I learned a lot. I learned a lot from him. And then again, you know, you bust it out, and then you're going to run into things just like the build where 
oh great what do i do now so yeah you gotta you gotta take it upon yourself to get through those those speed bumps that come along <laughs> yeah right I, <laughs> it's a trip how sometimes you know we start on a project and i don't know what it is maybe we just have this assumption like all right everything's gonna go smooth right mm-hmm. from the beginning to end but Right. There's always going to be a speed bump or, or just something, you know? For sure. But I feel like it's okay for that to happen. Like, it's almost Definitely. like we have to just embrace it, accept it, go with it, because it, it preps us for, you know, what's to come for a future build. For and sure. it, it's almost like, uh, let's just say, you know, like you're going to go camping or you're going to go snowboarding to the beach somewhere, right? You don't know what to expect until you're there. Then you realize, oh, man, I forgot to bring this or that. Or, you know, and, and you run into some problems. And then later, you know, you go, all right, next time we come out there, I'm going to make sure that I pack this or we bring uh-huh. this. Bring that sunscreen because we can't hang out under the canopy the whole time. <laughs> For real. Exactly. Yeah, then, definitely. There's always something that's unforeseen that's going get, to get to you, whether it's building or anything outside of building. That's right. I feel like building a super healthy thing i know we can all relate that you know it helps it helps with with uh different things that happen away from the bench like just patience if nothing else yeah Um, and and just trying to you know learn how to take a step back and not not get overwhelmed with something and uh and then be able to follow through and execute you know no yeah it's true i mean it's a trip how you know model building when you look at you know, the, like the past, like some years back, people who were doing it back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, it seemed like it was such a mainstream thing, you know, like with, right. without it really being advertised on TV, yeah. like crazy or anything. It was almost just like a cultural thing that kids did mm-hmm. growing up, you know, and I know for, for a lot of people that did it back then, I'm sure it helped them a lot in their careers. It helped oh, them yeah. a lot with patience. And I'm pretty sure a lot of mechanics came out of that. Uh, For sure. Car designers, you know, all these various things. And I mean, mo- most of us, you know, born in the 80s, you know, we're, we're like still holding the torch, you know? Definitely. Yeah. And, and, then, I- and then also there's, for us, we look at the younger model builders like that were built. I mean, that were built that were born in the nineties. Uh-huh. They're you know that's like our next generation uh, that are building. But then after that, like once you jump into the two thousands, you know I don't know too many model builders. But whenever I do come across someone that's like that was born in like two thousands or two thousands like ten or whatever, uh-huh. I, I get you know we all get kind of hyped like oh man you know definitely because we're like rooting for them. You know, we exactly. Want, we want them to like hold the torch as well in the future, and sometimes sure. I just wish, like, man, I I wish more kids got involved with it, just so yeah. they could learn these things, especially the patience part. Exactly. You know? Yeah, there, there's a lot of distractions out there today, and that's why it's it's uh, it's it is exciting to see see someone who's uh, a little bit younger getting involved you know when i'm if i'm at hobby town or hobby lobby and i see a young kid like oh look at these look at these cars you know and they're like they don't they have no idea what they're getting into but um if they do that's that's a good thing you know and i see other kids like i was at um i was at hobby town the other day putting up flyers for the next scale junkie show 
And there's this kid, I'd say he's probably between, he's a 12 or 13. And man, he was digging into those kits. Like he knew exactly what he was looking for. I'm like, that's what's up right there. You know, that was good to see, you know, um, it looked like he was looking for something. And so it seemed like he's, he's already in the, he's in the game, you know, and that's good to see that for sure. Or otherwise, like I said, newcomers, um, I was a hobby town, maybe or hobby lobby about a year ago. And I had a kid ask me, he's like, Hey, what are these are they like what's in the box here like is this is this a car is this like a die cast in there i'm like no man and i pulled out some pictures on my instagram and i showed him the kit when it's all on the tree you know the first photo i would take of of a build i was like here's what it looks like inside man i was like you gotta you know take all the parts off and you know you know cut them up and paint them paint them and then put it together and i go it's, it's a process but i go you get something out of that process you know unlike say today you know you spend four, six, ten hours uh, playing a video game, you're not going to get anything out of that except lethargy. <laughs> <laughs> For real. You know, uh, I, I still remember maybe like 10, 15 years ago uh, mm -hmm. when you would see these videos pop up on YouTube of parents being so mad at their kids for playing video games that they would like throw the system or the video games like on the lawn and then they would like run it over, smash it, or smash it, threaten them, you know, like I'm going to do mm -hmm. it. And then uh -huh. you, you would see these like meltdowns with the kids. Yeah, right. Sure. And that was like uh -huh. a thing right online. Like, like that was the shock that like, Oh my God, mm -hmm. look at this kid. You know, I never mm -hmm. got, I never got to see that with model builder. <laughs> Imagine that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If anything, it's us throwing it against the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No one's doing it for us. We're doing exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Yeah. That, that's crazy right there. And um, t tell us, plug in the show. The, the When you were saying you're putting up flyers for the Scale Junkies. Okay. Yeah, for the Scale Junkies, um, it's the second annual, if I'm not mistaken. Um, this is now a year ago since my first show. So this one's exciting for me. My first show I ever went to um, was the G Gundam versus Auto show. It's uh, the battle for supremacy, and it's uh, it's going to be September 10th this year here at the uh, Hobby Town USA in Westminster, Colorado. Um, setup uh, is from 10 to 12, and the contest is from from 12 to 4. And then we do the judging right around then. And uh, yeah, it's a really really cool show. A lot of great Gundam builders coming in um, to these shows. I'm really glad that that uh, the guys um who planned this out julian and jay um i'm super stoked that they, they brought the gundam scene in it's it's really really cool um it, it's it's crazy now thinking back a year ago now that uh or let's see was that that show actually i think my first show was the rumble in the rockies actually it was uh last april or the april before last now i'm kind of confused i have two flyers in front of me but this one's for uh but the Gundam versus Auto, yeah, and that's that's the plug for that one. So anyone in Colorado listening, uh, and I know guys in Wyoming, they'll come down. People from Grand Junction across the mountains there, they come down for this one. So it's really, it's really a good time. That's a good show right there. That's so dope. Feel free, feel free to come in. It's five dollars for your first entry, and then three dollars for every entry after that. You get a um, a raffle ticket for for your entry there. So. Yeah, that that's going going back on that too. That was, that was kind of a, a fire that was lit under me when uh, I brought like twenty builds to my first show. I was I was nervous and stuff, but 
I brought in like five and then I asked, I asked Julian and Jay before I even knew who they were. I was like, can I bring more than this? Like, yeah. So I went back to my storage unit and I grabbed like all my favorite builds. Oh man. I threw them, I threw them on the table and, mm-hmm. and, um, they, um, we went through the show, we got through the show and then I was approached by, I think it was Jay. He's like, Hey man, would you be interested in joining the team here? And I was like, what? For real? He's like, yeah, man. You know, and aside from how great you build, it's more of a, you know, how is your, what's your character like? You know, that's what I learned through these guys, though, is that it's like a family, you know, it's beyond the build for sure. Yeah. Um, and that was exciting for me, dude, to take that to the next level. And what what I really like about it is like for this last show is that um, I get to judge now. And that that is, it's kind of stressful because there's so many great builds out there. You know, Mike, Mike attended that last show and um, we're walking around looking at cars and, uh, you know, we're all having our little huddle and stuff and trying to figure out, you know, who gets this award, who gets that award. But it's a really good time. It's really cool to see because you, know, you sit here staring at your own stuff for so many hours, days, weeks, and months that it's refreshing to go to a show and uh, be able to check out everyone else's work. It's really something else. Yeah, and that being like your like your first one, you know, like you said earlier, you took your cars. How did you find out about that show? Like, did you see a flyer or, or someone just mm-hmm. kind of give you the heads up about it? Just uh-huh, just like the flyers I was posting up, um, there was flyers alike hanging up on the on the shelves of, of the hobby town there. And my girlfriend pointed it out. She's very attentive. She's always finding me little things <laughs> that I might be able to use. That's I'm, I'm, I'm staring at the kits and she's looking at the flyer. And, right on. Uh, she's like, hey, look at this. There's a show coming up. And I was like, oh, shoot. Maybe I should try that out, you know? And sure enough, I followed through. And it's amazing how one little choice will change everything, you know? Yeah, that's so, cool, man. Yeah, I, I like hearing stories like that, you know, um, yeah. from other modelers saying, you know, the that impression they had the first time around. And, and it's, you know, it seems to be a positive one. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have it in any other way. It's a really good thing. Dang. A really good thing. Man, man, I, I wish I was able to, uh, let's just see, like, oh, let's just say, like, people who tell me they're going to attend a show and they might be a bit nervous or whatever, mm-hmm. I wish there was a way that I could, like, hang out with them, like, the night before and, like, vlog the whole situation <laughs> just to see them, like, right. you know, w- what they would do, like, being nervous or putting stuff away or getting prepped. Kind of like a little right. mini documentary and then waking up the next day, like, you uh-huh. know, just recording the whole process leading up to the show and then just yeah. get, get the impressions at the end. That'd be kind yeah. of neat. For sure. That's kind of how I felt before this last show that we had. Uh, it was, uh, I don't know which one was it here. I forget, but I was working on this 37 Ford with a trailer. Um, I've done two of those now. The first one I did was for the very first theme of the Now or Never build off. And um, I, I, I weathered that one and then I built another one here for that last show and I, it was down to the last minute for me on that one because I was trying to finish it for that show and I got it done but um yeah I, I was sweating bullets for sure trying to finish it and uh got it done though and um it's really cool though yeah to, to you know build offs are one thing you know just building is, an, is another and then with no time limits and then uh you know building for a show too is, is a whole other beast in itself and of course i wasn't building to compete with that i was just throwing it on the junkies table but um mm-hmm. yeah do you it think, was, it was, 
No, I was just going to say, do you ever think, uh, like, there's model builders who will, like, you know, bring their car to compete, and then they'll put a little sign next to the car that says, bring it? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Imagine seeing that. You're like, oh, damn. This guy's not messing around. All right, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) He's serious. Yeah, that'd be funny. (laughs) Dang. Nah, that's cool, dude. You know, I've noticed, too, on your uh, Instagram, you also do other... Uh, model building like genre styles like mm-hmm. you also do motorcycles the oh, I do it all aircraft mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and you know for the mo- I was looking at that model I was going like dang that's so clean dude you know I, I really like your your style like the the builds you do you know because they're they look very realistic especially like that Mustang you did you know all that looks it looks like a like something you would see in a one on one scale out on the street it's like, it's like restore status yeah like i need to i need to go like skeleton mode and uh do a little bit more realism i have some some weathered builds i guess or like worn builds a couple um i have that skill set but i think my favorite is kind of this this restoration look or just a new look if you will and uh yeah yeah for sure i'm I'm not afraid to build anything i know that a lot of people have their styles and stuff but i mean i've built everything from i mean i've redone hot wheels and um, those are always fun. That's good to break the mold, too, if you're getting burned out on the plastic. I, I'll, I'll dig into those sometimes. I've, I've done maybe six, seven, eight of those. Um, I'll, I'll do the 112 motorcycles. Um, I, ha- I do have a stealth fighter ready to go. I have not built a plane yet as an adult. I tried one as a kid and failed miserably, if I can remember correctly. I didn't, I didn't even get through that. And I was using the testers glue in the tube. So, of course, that was a mess in itself. But... Um, yeah, I mean, I built the I built the Peterbilt uh, tow rig. Um, I'll build anything. My style is just if I see the kit and I'm interested in it, and I'm like, what would I make that look like if I owned it? That's my style. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I know. Aside from you know model building, in you know, you you also come from a skateboarding background, mm-hmm. snowboarding background. Mm-hmm. And you know they're they're quite similar. You know they're like real. It's almost like they're cousins, right? Right. Definitely. And you know, like let's just right now let's just stick to like the skateboarding. Okay. Uh, you know, with skateboarding. We got there's like sections, right? A skater can either be technical with like their tricks, like uh-huh. flat ground or you know on ledges or whatever, flip tricks, uh-huh. grind tricks, and then you got other skaters who are. Maybe that's not their thing. They're more about going big, like handrails, handrails, stairs, yeah. stairs. You know, doing these huge mm-hmm. drops, right? And then, yeah. and then you got uh, people who do like the bowls, half pipes, mm-hmm. and all that stuff, vert. right? Yeah. The vert. Right. There you go. If yeah. you could compare that to modeling, what what would you say? Let's just. I'm gonna give you an example. So I would say, let's say for skateboarding technical, I mm-hmm. would compare that to maybe the details that go into like an engine. There you go. Yeah. All right. And mm-hmm. what do you tell me? What do you think about the other ones, like vert, and then the going big? <laughs> vert, vert. What's probably going to be the paint job there? All right. <laughs> the, on on the body. <laughs> I like your analogy here. Oh man. And then yeah, um, yeah. Everything between the engine and painting the body, you could call the handrails and the stair gaps, huh? <laughs> going, going big. Right there, uh, it's right? funny. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. Just going big, getting it all put together. Yeah, That's well, funny I... you bring that up. Cause like, I, 
I'm kind of the same in the skateboarding realm. I don't do near, nearly as much skateboarding as I used to because my body hurts. I feel like I'm 60 already sometimes. I have I have my fair amount of ongoing problems with my wrist and my knees and different things. But mm. um, when I when I was deep into it um, in my teens and, and early 20s, uh, I would skate anything. You know what I mean? I was dropping into vert ramps. I, you know, I'll skate bowls. I would, I would skate gaps, stairs technical skate parks street you know a street park anything indoor park outdoor park that was that's another thing too is that you know that when it, when i look outside someone just sees a staircase that takes them up to the front doors of the post office but i see an obstacle you know <laughs> I, I see the world differently still today Dude. i'm always i tell my girlfriend i'm like look at this st-. i'll be walking into who hot and i'm like look at this rail has never been touched by a skateboard truck <laughs> dude that's so funny like me, me and my friends we would kind of do the same like talk about the same stuff the guys that i like grew up with skating mm-hmm. like you know now we're not i mean we're not skating like i have my board i'll write it but even then mm-hmm. i know dude if i fall right now it's gonna hurt like, I already mm-hmm. know that because of my age. But it's sure. it's funny hanging out with my friends. And let's just say where we go out to eat or we're walking somewhere. And then next thing you know, like you said, you see stairs in a rail or like or like a ledge, right? Mm-hmm. And then we start fantasizing. We go, dude, imagine right here. You do the run up. And then you could like just straight up ollie into the ledge, do a quick little nose grind, 180 out. You know, you start throwing all these things, and sure. it's almost like you're like you're you're mentally doing Tony Hawk Pro Skater video game. You know, for sure. And yeah, that never will go away. Yeah, that will never go away. Yeah, and then and then it's just like we just keep saying stuff like, "Dude, imagine right here, this dude do, does the stairs, the handrail, but he only has you know maybe like three or four feet." Right. There's no way to get to it. Yeah, and it's just like, how how's this possible? But right. I don't know. It's funny though that you say that. It's it's pretty cool, you know, that you mm. definitely. I bet everywhere you go, you're just like you see something. You're like, wait a minute. Oh yeah, and I still have a deep, deep passion for skateboarding, and then and that has transitioned into the snowboarding game, especially like working for for Never Summer and, and making snowboards. Uh, you know, there's yeah, there's a lot of perks involved, and and I take full advantage of those for sure. Um, and um, yeah, that passion won't die either. It's like. I can kind of relate both of them. You know, I think a lot of us who build or even, you know, anyone who's a skateboarder, you know, you might have, we'll just say for better, for, for lack of better words, a problem with, with team sports or, or team projects or something. So you're kind of an outcast kind of solo. And that's, that's where skateboarding came in for me is that it was my escape from, um, it was nothing really to escape back in the day, but it was just a way to, to, uh, to just enjoy yourself and, and do something that you get where you get something out of it on a, on a solo basis. And, uh, and then, yeah, learning new tricks, just like building a new kit. Um, you know, you just, you get something out of it at the end of the day. And, um, I think it helps a lot with, uh, again, just having, having a remedy, a getaway, something, something to escape the world with, you know, like, and, uh, that's still today. I'll still go, bust out the longboard or hit up the skate park with the guys every once in a while or when we go snowboarding winter time is my my time getting up in the mountain there but it definitely everything fades away when you're either busting out the exacto blade or strapping the boot into the binding either way you know it's good to have something to to let go with yeah you know um 
it, it I, I i can relate to what you were saying you know you know when you when you're doing like skating not being part of like a team you know mm-hmm. me growing up you know i would see my my father like he he always played uh soccer so like team sports uh-huh. and and i saw a lot of that but when i was a kid you know some people assumed that i was gonna jump into that that i was gonna uh-huh. start getting into soccer i i played it with my friends but not in a team you know just just randomly like oh let's play the same with you know like basketball like oh let's just shoot the ball whatever but right. i but i really didn't have that interest of you know, wanting yeah. wanting to be in a like a sports team with Same here. multiple people, mm-hmm. I was more interested in like, oh, I'm I'm gonna fix up my BMX bike, you yeah. know. And then once that was like done, and everybody got into skating, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into skating too. Everything has always kind of been like an individual uh, exactly. kind of sport or setting kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And right. it, and if anything, if you think about it, it's almost like. You know, like you and me, like right now we're not skating. We're not trying to do no drops or anything because we know that, you know, we're getting up in age. Our our bones are going to hurt, you know, mm-hmm. muscles. Things are going to hurt, right? Right. Um, the, the pain has already been experienced, you know, yeah. in the past. The, the ground gets harder every, with every day you get yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if anything, it's more like with model building, like now we're channeling that mm-hmm. through exactly. it. Exactly. You exactly, know? and it's still kind of uh, if you think about it, you know, like how you said, like an outcast kind of vibe. It yeah. it kind of still is. I mean, you know, I have a lot of homies who are into different things, like different mm-hmm. different circles, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from the model building, but I know from them, you know, I don't really bring it up. I don't, I'm not really like you know, like telling them, hey, you know, unless they ask, like, right. you know, hey, um, are, are, you know, how, how's it going with that? build you're working on or whatever you know i'll I'll bring stuff up like that like you know answer the Mm -hmm. question but i'm not Mm -hmm. really like hammering it but but out of my friends they haven't really like been like hey you know what i want to get into that now right because you know they're they're into their own kind of vibe their own thing and and uh but it's kind of cool like in, in my way i know like you know what you know this is this is what i'm into Right. And, uh, but uh, again, I have, I'm part of a community though, you know? Exactly. Like I, That's I, I, like I have all you guys as my homies. Exactly. That's something you reminded me of as, as you're talking about that is that even though we're all kind of doing our own solo thing, I have never experienced a community quite like the model build community. I'd say it's, it's gotta be the most encouraging and supportive, um, group of people that exist in the world. And I, and I mean that, like, I don't know if there's another, hobby out there where people are just so just the way the model builders are um on instagram here i've I've met so many people man and i i I interact with like hundreds of people man like not hundreds a day but overall you know constant every every day talking with people people reaching out asking questions or 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 the other way around you know i still ask questions too and, and and reach out to people and um, everyone's super just encouraging, man. And it's a great, it's a good family, man. And so I think that, um, it's cause we all share that. We all share that same, that same thing deep inside of us, whatever that route is that, that keeps us building, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like we all kind of go through it when, when we're missing it, like when we can't build, mm-hmm. we all kind of express that like, Oh, I can't wait to get back to the mm-hmm. bench. I can't yeah. wait to, to finish this car. And, you know, unfortunately, there's some people who kind of disappear for a bit. Like, you don't hear from them. 
And then finally they come back and they're building and then they tell you, oh man, like, you know, I just got busy, I had to work or I started taking a night shift, you know, all these different things that come into play. Exactly. And and it's like, oh man, but, but then you get excited. Like you're, you're glad that they're back in the Mm -hmm. scene, you know, doing, doing their thing. And it's always exciting just, you know, waiting to see what everyone else is going to do and post. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had a moment in time where when I was moving, um, I had a few months. I was trying to kind of reset. I've had a couple of uh, um, moments in, in life here recently where I had to reset, you know, and, and there were times where I couldn't build for a few months and um, I stayed in the game. I was still hosting the build off, you know what I mean? Um, so I had to I had to stick in for for admin's sake and uh it was still good to be able to 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 experience the build scene through everyone else even though i wasn't i didn't have the ability to do it for just a few months there a couple three two or three years ago while i was you know changing things up for my life yeah and um moving around and stuff and trying to plant myself and uh and it was good man it was good to be able to live vicariously through others in the scene and then come back to it and then yeah some people are like man it's good it's good to see you back and you know it's, it's exciting to, to get that, that sure. that's dope and you know another thing i wanted to point out is you have uh, a small dog and, <laughs> and, and your and your dog um is do you keep is, is he kind of like your companion as your model building as well no nah, she uh she's more of a mama's girl oh okay, um, okay. <laughs> she I, I bring her down here because right now my girlfriend's in mexico mm-hmm. and uh she she took a little vacation with her friends down there and uh i'll bring her down here to hang out with me and she just wants to go upstairs and wait for her mom <laughs> <laughs> like right now she's up, she's up there crying probably because i'm not up there yeah, um, yeah. but but she's yeah like, no, where, she, where she, she'll chill when she's sleeping down here That's yeah. cool. she, she hangs out but yeah um no she's a good little dog man she's uh, that that's been a life changer too, man. She's a really really cool cool dog. Yeah, I feel I feel like the like pets kind of know what's up. Like they know when you're you're doing your thing, they kind of let you do your thing. Oh yeah. And, or or and sometimes if they have somewhat of an interest, they kind of want to hang out for a bit. Oh you know? yeah. She's and always just, trying to crawl up on my lap here and help me cut parts off the screw, man. I'm like, oh gosh. Yeah, that's the thing. She's a lap dog. Yep, they want to see what's <laughs> up. It's like mm-hmm. uh, last time when I did an, an interview with uh, with Joe Altered Works, you know, mm-hmm. he started sharing about his dog, and mm-hmm. you know that, that that took me back because back then, uh, during the time when I was uh, living out with my parents, like the like two of my dogs, like they're still over there, but they would like be in the room as well when I'd be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, working on models, and I almost feel like they they liked that I was doing that, just because that kept me home, right? You know, <laughs> or also if I was like, "All right, I'm out, I'm gonna go out tonight," you know, with my friends mm-hmm. or whatever, they they just be kind of waiting, like, you know, because because no. no no matter what time of night or whatever you show up at the house, they're 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 ready, they're ready for oh, anything, yeah. you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good to have a companion like that. I never thought I'd be a, a fan of wiener dogs, but uh, she's a cool little dog, a little doxy. Yeah. Little German, little German badger hunter there, always digging at things and trying to play, always thinks everything's a game. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. That's Stealing nice. my slippers. Yeah. Yeah. She's a good dog, man. And, and how, do, how, how do you feel right now with, like, 
you know, ho- like aside from building, but you also have that responsibility with build-offs, like mm-hmm. be- being like hosting. Tell tell us, br- bring up uh, right now what's going on with the build-offs. Okay, I will. I will do that. Um, I'll go. I'll trail back just a couple of years now. This month um, is when Now or Never build-off started. I'm gonna give a quick shout out to Andy McQueen Scale Productions. We we were talking live. Uh, we, we were talking on a on a video chat on Instagram. I was in, I was still in Washington at the time. I was having a pretty rough time still too. So I'm glad that he, that he brought up this idea because it, it helped motivate me and help keep me keep my mind busy. And he's like, "Hey man, what do you think about starting our own build off?" And I was like, I "Was like you mean uh, like model car build off build off?" And he's like, "He's like yeah, but maybe just like you know just maybe one theme." I was like, "Okay, what would the theme be?" And he's like, "Well, how about we?" have people enter a kit where they pick an old kit that's been sitting in the corner for a while collecting dust or they have a, a build that they put aside um, that they haven't finished yet and that'll be the theme. You take that kit and you, and you finish that kit or start that kit that you have not put together yet that you've had for a long time. I was like, all right. I was like, what should we call it? He's like, I don't know. So I was like, well, sounds like the time is now or never, you know, to, to, uh, to bust that kit out. You know, if you don't do it now, it's never going to get done. <laughs> and then, so if anyone wonders where that name came from, that's that's really that's the that's the root of the name of the build off. And so we started it and uh, created a page and uh, had a, had a pretty good turnout for being a the little cousin of the model car build off, if you will. And um, you know, we were we were maybe going to stop after the one, but we just kept it going. And uh, so shout out to Andy there for for letting me be a sidekick on that and um since then andy's had a lot of you know he's been busy man he's he's got promotions and his in his family life and stuff he's out there in london and um um that's when mike kind of took the second admin spot and you know i'm kind of i kind of took the the main lead there mike was our first northwind customs 208 is mike if anyone cares to know shout out to him as well can't give him enough of them but um him and I have been holding down the the now or never build off now for a couple of years. And so about a year in though, I had a vision <laughs> and um, here's where, here's where the, uh, the plug comes in for that. Um, before I get to that though, um, uh, Chester and Jesse, and then Larry, um, who is one of the scale junkies as well. He's an admin as well for the model car build off, you know, um, you know, as everyone knows, Chester's a super busy guy. He's always traveling and doing his thing, right? And, you know, Jesse's got um, a lot going on with his builds, and then he's got shows, and, you know, um, you know, I think uh, they wanted a little bit extra help, so they, they pulled me in to admin from, for the model car build-off as well, and then um, pulled Mike in as well. So now Mike and I are, are both um, adminning both build offs now, which is, which is super awesome. Cause when I joined the model car build off years ago for a couple of things, I never thought today that I'd, you know, be a part of the process, you know what I mean? So that's been cool, but to get to the bones of it, the highly anticipated theme <laughs> that people have been wondering what it's all about is we're going to do, we're going to do a, a, a merging build off. So we're going to take the now and never build off, and the model car build off. And for the month of August, we're going to do 
the Battle of the Build-Offs. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, and so, and so the, the theme is uh, domestics versus imports. Um, you know, that's that's kind of a thing that you find at uh, out in the streets or out at the tracks, you know, like who's going to take over, right? Man. Who's going to be who's going to be the big dog? Revving engines. Yeah. Revving those engines, Getting too. all crazy. Donuts. The V8s, <laughs> the V8s and the and the and the super sequential blow off valves just in <laughs> harmony together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're doing that. So if anyone cares to know and pull out my notes here, um, that's, Dang. that's a theme for August. So originally the, the, the take me to the races build off for now or never build off was going to be four months, but we were talking with, with Jesse and Chester and Larry and um, we figured that we should chop our build off down to the same time frame as the summer bash, right? So that's when we made a three month build off, and then typically they're two, so we made it three instead of four. And uh, my other phone here would work for me. Um, yeah, so the the now or never build off side will be imports, and the and the model car build off side will be domestics. So anyone who wants to enter. You can't you can't enter both. You gotta you gotta pick your side and then enter your kit accordingly. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> we're also gonna go live from each build off page on Friday, which that'll be after the fact when people hear this, they'll have already maybe seen that. Um, and we'll be announcing that as well <clears throat> and, and and posting the that live stream to each page. And um yeah, everyone knows the rundown there, you know, a sealed or unstarted kit, um, imports and domestics. Those are going to be based on America just to make it less confusing for us admins. So if you have someone in Germany who wants to build a Ford, that would be an import for them. But it's a domestic in America, so it'll be American based as far as uh, that standing goes. And we have we have uh, some other criteria here. I won't go too far into detail. It's kind of a list here, but you know, curbside or full kit, full details, fine. We've got some other stuff we'll go over, but yeah, throwing that out there. Appreciate you letting me throw that out there because it's, yeah. it's been people have been wondering about what the next theme is, and I've mm -hmm. been teasing guys in, in the chats and uh, sending them gifts that kind of give them a clue, but they can't quite figure it out. <laughs> so, um, uh, so my. Yeah, go ahead. For for those that enter, like how long um is this gonna be taking place? The like is it a month build off two months or uh -huh. how many months? This one is just a month this time. So on the now or never side and, and for the end model car build off actually we're going from a three month turnout to a to a one month. So now the pressure's on. Dang. So that's where that's where curbsides will come in, in handy. I'm I'm myself building a curbside that I got from uh, one of the junkies recently. I actually Believe it or not, I let go of an Integra kit. I traded, I, tra I traded an Integra kit for a set of wheels, some some resin parts, and a uh, a Mazda. It's not a Mazda. It's actually a, a a Finny. How do you say it? A Finny. It's like the overseas version of Mazda, E F I N I. It's the RX seven though. Uh, Tamiya kit. So, um, yeah, curbside will be good for time's sake, but full details cool. And yeah, we got a one month there, and that's in August. So after July runs through here and we get through summer bash and um, the races build off, it'll be on to the battle of the build offs. Dang. And when it comes to the, uh, the like, once it's done, like the judging part, um, do viewers uh, vote or how, how is that done? For Good like question. 
the winner. We're, we're gonna do we're gonna do it a little differently. We're gonna do it similar to how Iceman does his his um his turnout for a winner, right? Where he does it on stories. So we'll let the builders decide. It'll be like a builder's choice. We'll we'll, we'll do a builder's choice for top five on each side. And then we'll take those five imports and those five domestics and we'll do an elimination through stories on Instagram. So then, um, you know, you have an elimination process overall to the first, the very top build on the, on the story mode. Some, like I said, similar to Iceman collections build offs that he does. Yeah. So, and then we're also going to do an admin's choice on each side. So technically we'll have three winners kind of like we do, um, every time and then in the now or never side where we'll do people's choice builder's choice admin's choice so do, do you think there would ever be um a build off in the future where it's like let's just say for like pink slips <laughs> like, <laughs> like let's say people go head to head like every, everyone going into it you already got to know that if if let's say you don't win your your car is gone like you're giving it up you're giving it up <laughs> but here's the thing like Let's just say you get 10 people participating, right? Uh, well, um, everyone who participates, the car's done. Whoever's hosting it, you got to mail your car to the host, right? Before <laughs> they even announce who won or what. So right, then the host, get sent out. <laughs> the host has all 10 cars now. And then, and then that's a good idea. And then they go me. about, they go about showcasing them and everything. Uh-huh. And I don't know. I don't know if maybe first place takes all. <laughs> Like, right, you get like, sent ten finished kits. Yeah, like the stakes are super high. For real, and like then, you can, it's all on the line. That's funny. Yeah, it's like it's all on the line, and um, but then, dang, imagine the, how much uh, controversy that would cost, too, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, how, how can I lose? No, no am, I, am I gonna get a ride home? Come on. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then, um, then they go, all right, next year, uh, the the champ. Whoever won it, mm-hmm. he has a choice. If he defends his title, he uh, he has to put those ten, those nine or or ten back yeah. up, back up. <laughs> so whoever wins second time is gonna win now like twenty cars, <laughs> ten new participants, <laughs> and taking maybe taking the reins of the original and ten. The, the last winnings. It's yeah. like the it's like the belt. There you go. <laughs> it's and like um, the championship belt. <laughs> and then it's like. By the time you get to like the the fifth like annual event, dude, mm-hmm. dude's like he got he's getting mailed. He has like a total of fifty cars now. Now they're missing parts, windows, <laughs> and antennas, <laughs> just from too much traveling. All, all those builds gone to waste yeah. through, the, through the UPS system. <laughs> and then they're like, "Yo, I got all these kids, man, but you know what's up, man? Like they have a they smell like cigarette or something. Oh man, my uncle, I, I had him at my uncle's house." Uh, <laughs> he's a smoke, he's a smoker, and I'm sorry. That's funny, but, uh, but I don't know. Just throwing it out there, dude. You never know, man. It's a good one. Maybe yeah, we have a someone's interested. <laughs> for sure, we have a lot of themes set up. Um, I've been writing down themes, and Mike and I take ideas from others, and whether they know it or not, we'll write down themes that sound good. We have we have themes taking us almost or even beyond 2024. Um, we have a lot planned and uh yeah you know it's a it's really cool planning is good dude because the mm-hmm. the time goes out it goes fast and it does yeah and it, it's kind of like you know kind of stressful when you wait to that last minute and you're mm-hmm. like man especially when you have 
people who participate and they're waiting on, you know, what, what's going to be the next thing because they want to be ready. Right. That's why we, um, on the now or never side, we, we try to give a, about a two week heads up on the next theme. Um, so people can maybe get a kit if they don't have it. And, um, yeah. And then now here we got, we have a month's notice here for you guys. So I'm sure everyone's got an import or domestic in their stash. I mean, that's really what it all comes down to. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. It's good to have a little heads up there and a little bit of planning. In fact, planning is what's helped us keep this thing alive too. Um, on the now or never side, we try to be diligent in our ways as far as, uh, keeping it all glued together and it works well um, Dang. i'm already yeah. i'm already picturing the the domestic and imports face to face kind of like mm-hmm. looking at a comic book cover you know seeing the 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 you know the the both sides of uh like the avengers or x-men going at it mm-hmm. exactly Dang. yeah what's gonna happen Try, trying to get chester to make us an image for that here yeah, yeah it's dude. been real busy, but we've got a couple in, in one of the build off admin chats that um look pretty appealing to me. One's it's like a viper on one side and like uh I think it's an infinity on the other. Mm-hmm. It's all body kitted out and slammed. Like I like that image. Hopefully we can use that one or something. I mean, he always comes up with great imagery for, for the themes. So um yeah, it's gonna be fun, man. Like that one I'm I'm super excited for this. I feel like it's gonna be a huge turnout. Um and also another quick details, we're taking 50 entries per side. Um, usually, you know, we'll max it out at like 20 or 30, um, but we're going to take, we're, gonna, we're looking forward to a big turnout. So we're making enough room for a hundred people to join. So. Dang. And like uh, the, the, the people who, who join and they're in, like, do you have to uh, like post their post or. Or you just have to yeah. kind of catalog everything, like right, mm-hmm. you know, in the system. Like, all right, they're in. It's it's some work. We'll we'll take their entry, uh, and you know, post it up as an entry post. So people will, will DM either side, send in send in a picture of their their sealed or or unstarted kit to us, and then and then um, you know, make sure they're aware of of the of the rules. Um, like one, for instance, is, is no printed bodies on this one. You got to use mm-hmm. the kit body. Um, so, but nevertheless, send in your kit and, um, yeah, we do. Yeah. It's a lot of cataloging. We will we'll put up the entries on each side and then we, we put each person in a, in a chat. So there, there's going to be a total of four chat rooms for this. Uh, um, so people can, you know, mingle and, and chat, you know, I, I work with six or seven different chats a, a day. Um, here through with each build off um, and then other other chat rooms aside you know between uh, the um, admin admin rooms and also uh, like we do our little side build offs like uh, me and Mike have our little duo build offs trio build offs and stuff so it's a lot of a lot of chit chatting all the time I wake up to a full inbox every day <laughs> Damn. but uh yeah, it's 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 some work, but I enjoy it, and that's what that makes what so makes it not work. Yeah. Um, what if, what but, if uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a scenario here? What if somebody um, joins the build off, mm-hmm. and like you know they're they're building their car and everything, but then it's like they entered it. Well, they did both cars on each side. Well, and, well, you gotta you gotta pick a side, so you can't 
But let, you can't enter both. <laughs> but let's say let's say though that they just they just try to confuse you guys like they I see. they they cut the model in half both sides <laughs> and they just kind of glued them. You know, like they just blended it in, and then they're oh. like, "Here it is." Here, look at this, I'm Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I couldn't decide. <laughs> right. So I, I wanted, see where you're going. I wanted to oh, do like man. a two face, oh. one on each side. Not nah, that's. Like, a, that's a good idea. Find two kits that you could cut down the ladder, like down the middle, front to back, mm-hmm. and see if you could fuse them somehow. <laughs> yeah, right. Stretch them. That's awesome. And, and then just have it all blended in. Damn, that'd be oh, crazy. Yeah. Submitting yeah. photos from one side of the body, then the other side. And then once you see the, you think like, wait a minute, it's two cars. But once you see the front end or the top view, and you're like, oh, what the hell? What is this? It's like a scene out of Batman. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so be like, damn, that is awesome. Nah, you never know, man. There might be someone trying to throw a curveball in there. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, <laughs> for sure. You never know. Yeah, we'll keep our eyes peeled because, yeah, we, and then being at some month build off, you know, a lot of people might have a hard time building two kits as it is. Uh, I could probably pull it off, but <laughs> damn, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It would be hard for me. It's hard, yeah. yeah. I, I can get, I can get a build done in like two weeks sometimes, and I was doing that. Before I started, you know, customizing this and mm-hmm. fabricating that, and that's when you get into some some time-consuming stuff for sure. Like even if you just lower a car, everyone <laughs> knows if you just want to lower the car and lower it right, and not just like glue the wheels wherever. It, mm-hmm. You know, you're just to do that. You got to change a lot of other things just to make that happen sometimes. So, but yeah, um, it'll be a fun man. It'll be a fun one monther and. Uh, we got another theme set up after that. In fact, I could probably just throw that out there now too. It's not a big deal. Um, we're going to do another like reincarnation of our original theme, which will be like a recovery build off, if you will. We'll do another on the now or never side, um, a, a, an, unfin- an unfinished kit, so to speak. And we'll, we'll go beyond that and give more details as we go. But we want to we want to relive the the first theme in, in a way. So so we've hit the two year mark now. So this month it's funny everything happens in june for me i started building back in june mm-hmm. of 2018 and then june of 2020 now or never began and then now june here we are doing the collaborative build off and it's like mid-year seems to be the hot point <laughs> Damn. and we're doing the podcast in june and the podcast what's oh, up <laughs> yep 171 damn that's dope man mm-hmm. damn way cool man so we'll have to wait and see what uh mm-hmm. what transpires next year in june for sure, we'll be talking about uh, GSL at that point for sure. Because uh, yep. Mike, 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 and I are going out to that show. Um, you know, I, I, and I remember you got no co-scale auto you, you had on the show. And, yeah. And unfortunately, we lost him, and um, he wanted to go to that show. And then you guys were going to touch base on that, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, R.I.P. Man. Uh-huh. Exactly. So we're going in memory of him. Um, and I'm trying to take as many of the junkies with me as I can. Hopefully we can all go. Of course, that might not be realistic, but I know as many of the junkies who can go are going to go to the GSL show in uh, uh, May of next year is when that show is. So I'm going to make that show and I'll definitely um, fill you in on that. And, and I know Mike Mike can as well. So Yeah. How far of a distance is that from you? Like, is it best to fly or drive? Um, it's not so bad to drive. I'm used to driving to Washington and back for, for different, um, 
for visiting reasons. I got some family out there. So um, I'll just map it out real quick. It's only it's only seven hours and 30 minutes, which is just a hop, skip, and a jump away from me. Like, oh, I'll get there in five hours. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll drive to that show. And Mike's in uh, Boise, Idaho, so he's he's not far from there either. So I'll, I'll pack up the whip and uh, oh, there you go. There. Yeah, yeah. You, you got someone you can stay with. So that's dope. Mm-hmm. Well, he's on the northern. He's up further north. So we'll, it's kind of like the halfway point for us. But yeah, we're going to hang out for sure. We're going we're gonna to stay at the, I think it's like a, convention center or something they got their, all like, the details like the whole they got a whole the, like some hotels I'm that's it connected to the show yeah. yeah yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna stay there and start saving the money to make that happen for sure and uh yeah it's gonna be fun man i i'm super excited mike says he wants you to load up a bunch of equipment and, and go out there dude and do you'll get a bunch of interviews then <laughs> all right that'd be <laughs> pretty dope walking um, around doing some interviews for sure. You got some big names go out there that show. So. Yeah, man. Um, I, I've never been to that show, but I hear it's almost like a, like a Super Bowl, right? For model builders? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's big time stuff from what, from what I've been learning from Mike. Yeah. Dang, that's tight. Yeah, yeah I, I, I've i never gone, man, but I would love to go, though, for sure. Yeah. Me too. I want to go to people. some. For sure. I want to go to the shows in Texas that I hear about and out there where you're at, dude, like, man, you know, cause you know, I, I binge listened to every episode from, from Grant's episode. When I learned about you, the, the very, the, the oldest episode before, you know, how they fall off over time. Yeah. He was number 68 and that was the last episode on the list. And I was able to listen to him and then, and then go upwards from there. Um, Cause I never got to meet Grant. Um, You know, he passed on and then, and then I, um, I, uh, just a quick history on that too is I, I, I joined the NOCO um, memorial build off on the model car build off last year. And um, that's how, that's kind of how the junkies sort of recognized me in ways that someone recognized my NOCO build that I had on the table that was, you know, on the model car build off page. And they're like, is that the NOCO build? And I was like, yeah, man. Like, that's for Grant. Like, yeah. I was like, that's cool, man. And, you know, so. But um, I don't know what I was getting at there, other than um, um, just moving forward, yeah, with with the with the with the builds and stuff, and going to different shows. Uh. Yeah, dude, that that's pretty cool. Like, you know, I'm, I know for sure you go, you're going to like the GSL. You're going to bring that build and oh, and, for sure. and others, you know, to display yeah. Yeah. Uh, there as well. You Definitely. know. Yeah, just keep me posted. We'll we'll see what's up, you know, around well, um, sure. the day. I'm pretty sure uh, I could probably figure something out um, on my end because I know for me it's more like the uh, it gets busy with work. It's Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But I but I'm I don't know. I'm pretty sure I, I got to figure something out, man. Because I I've always felt like in the past I've kind of missed out on things. Mm-hmm. There's always things going on around the times when I'm busy in the mm-hmm. past, and I I feel like I missed out, and at some point, you know, I. Sometimes I'm telling myself, like, I can't be missing out on everything. Right. You know? Yeah, dude, that'd be cool to, to see you there. Um, yeah, I gotta yeah. I, I gotta figure that out. Like, you know, I, I think for me, um, it would be more doable at this point. I'm assuming, uh, like, flying would probably mm-hmm. seem like more of a, of a thing because it's pretty far from where I'm at. Right. Yeah, it's a little further for you than, than yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. And, like... <laughs> That'd be crazy, like, 
imagine driving and then just live streaming the whole drive. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just like two, yeah, guys, two days. Hey, what's up guys? Just checking in. I'm gonna go to sleep right now. All right. For two hours. I'll put the camera right here. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. Do, do some road builds. Dang. I've done a little bit of that on, on travel mode, but take a kit with me and, and do a little bit of tinkering at the hotel room. Cause it's not, it's more of an obsession than a hobby. So there's sometimes you got to take the, take it with you, you know? <laughs> so yeah, man, you do some hotel building, man. I, I wonder, I mean, it, it is possible if you think about it, cause, uh, our, like the, the, uh, spray booth we use, it's like, uh-huh. it's like a little miniature, like briefcase. That's true. Yeah. Mine folds up into a little box. And you yeah. Just carry you it bring, with handle. bring your paints and everything. You, you set it up in there. Sure. Start spraying. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then when they come to clean, they're like, why does it smell like paint? But there's no, right. there's no paint on the walls. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> they smell like super glue and paint here. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they try to hit you, like either hit you up or, or trying to charge your card like a g for damages you go what are you talking about <laughs> there's like, nothing there dude Left nah. it, i found it <laughs> nah i came in you know mm-hmm. i just went to sleep mm-hmm. and i woke up and i i just watched some old movies that you guys had huh? on and that's it nah. like we found a million little plastic shavings on the floor we don't know what it is <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Oh, man that's funny that's awesome <laughs> i am man well keep me posted we'll see what's up like by then i will you know? yeah definitely I'll, I'll keep you updated on all yeah, that yeah. and then maybe we can do another a follow-up after that show man because that's gonna be that's gonna be a big hitter man and and uh yeah i'm excited to go to that that show hell yeah and um mm-hmm. go ahead. But i was just gonna say that'll be my first out-of-state show that's all i was gonna say i've never yeah, I've only been to three now with two of the junkies, and I went to the a scram show at the National Western Complex recently. Gee, that was fun as well. I didn't have to judge in that one; I got to participate, so that was fun. That's dope. And uh, is, is there any shout-outs you want to give out before we wrap this episode up? Definitely, I have a few here. Bear with me. <laughs> All right, definitely. Um, again, Andy McQueen. Um, for helping start the whole build off thing here with the with an hour and ever side shout out to him mike for sure our, uh, northwind customs 208 steve our newest admin on that side as well freddie beach customs a shout out to my family as well they've been super supportive of, of everything I've, I've done and and uh you know always always encouraging me to keep to keep pushing through you know so definitely for them, all the junkies, um, Julian, Jay, Larry, Luis, Sid, Chris, Bell, Josh, VCG Resins, which is also a sponsor of ours as well, um, as well as Iceman, um, Joel. Thank you guys for for sponsoring the, the build off. It's it's really great of you guys. Um, shout out to Chester, Jesse, and Juan for you. Um, they were they've always been super helpful and never hesitated to answer any questions I may have asked when I got back into the scene and. Um, very helpful. A couple of guys that, I, that 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 really helped me uh, branch off into this model world because Instagram, um, the the community is large, right? And so, um, if it wasn't for these couple of guys here, Tori Duncan, which is a uh, Duncan T, Duncan T on Instagram, and then Ryan Keeser, Keeser Fab, those are the two the first builders I ever met on Instagram. I want to give them a shout out. Uh, Larry Styrene Therapy, the real eager one. 
Lucas, the 124 life for sure. Randy from Speedworks, uh, the one-to-one scale family for sure. Love what they do and all their work. Uh, Captain Kirk scale modeling, great dude. Um, Bill Koff snacks on Instagram and uh, Joe from Altered Works as well. And uh, and MJ2004, I want to give all those guys a, a shout out. And then everyone else as well. I don't want anyone to feel left out. Um, you know, there's too many to list really, you know, so, but those are the ones that stick out to me. And, um, and, um, I just appreciate everyone who, who, uh, who's involved because it's, it is a real big family. And, um, you know, that for those who think the hobby is going to die, all those, all those out there who, who spread that rumor, you know, and it's not us builders. They're like, well, that's not going to happen. Right. It's like, no man, it, it's not dying. It's, 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 it's going further and further. So. It ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine like, like every time you go to a show, you just walk around the tables and or you walk around people and you keep going. Damn, this is so great, but what a shame! It's it's just coming to an end. <laughs> and, they're, and they're like, "What?" They turn around, and look at you, like, "What?" And you walk away and you go to the next and the next. And you, just, right. and you just keep going. You keep shaking your head, going, "Oh, oh man, oh, this is too bad." Oh, too you guys. Bad. Good, yeah. good luck with your – this is your nice final build here. And when they go, why? What are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're from modeling. Now it's like an antique show. Now it's, it's, it's done. An this antique is, show. This is it. There's no there's nothing. No uh, oh, no. The fools will get so pissed. Imagine just getting, getting everybody pissed. For being that guy, you're like, oh, this is such a shame that it's over with. Is this the final show? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> I That's came because awesome. I had heard this was like the last like just show, and they're like, "What, dude? That'd be mm-hmm. crazy." I, I would imagine, mm-hmm. man, that's like doing some pranks right there. Mm-hmm. But, but nah, nah. Oh, hey, <laughs> well, one, one more, one more shout out, dude, is to you. How could I forget? You know, I, I appreciate what you do, man. And and um, ever since someone brought up the podcast on one of the chats, I've seen the posts and stuff, but it never really clicked for me. I'd see people like, "Oh, a new episode," and like, you know, whoever was interviewed have their post up and stuff and i'm just like i never got into it i guess like it didn't click for me i guess i'm just so busy with everything you know between work and golf and stuff but i dug in and like like you know i binge listened to every episode man and from 68 till 170 it's it's been amazing dude i've learned so much um through what you do and 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 i listen to all your solo you know um your solo sessions as well when you're driving and stuff those are great as well man i just i appreciate what you're doing man and, and i'm super happy for you man you got your I, I've, I've got to listen to how your life's unfolded in a matter of two months over the past two years right <laughs> right on man no, thank and you so you know yeah, you got your, you got your kid and, and you got the scale riders going up now man and, and i i promote that for sure you know and i support that 100 and i can see it i can see it going way further than than a podcast and, and an online store you know, I've, I've heard about your ideas and stuff, and, and I'll run some by you as well. You know, on a solo um, standpoint, but um, oh, yeah. I think there's there's a lot of potential, dude, is what you're doing, and and you're doing a really good thing, man. You're bringing this out there for the world to li- to hear about, and um, you know, for those who you know who might not know about it and stuff, it's it's cool that it's that it's broadcasted, man. It's a really beautiful thing. So I just want you to know that. Nah, thank you, man. Thank you for the kind sure. words, and you know, I'm I'm happy that you've enjoyed the podcast and yeah dude i really do yeah man you know as far as you just keep up the good work you know you're you're doing a lot too you know you're you're building that's one thing you do for yourself right there it's the therapy but then again aside from that 
you're also hosting other things with build-offs, collaborating with other mm-hmm. people as well. And that's a lot of work too, you know? Yeah. I, it, it's it's crazy how, you know, you wake up one day and you have all these DMs, all these things that you need to give attention to. Yeah. And and it could be overwhelming sometimes that you go yeah. like, dang, I gotta I know I gotta get this, but but I'm at work right now. You know, right. you're handling always, that, and mm-hmm. and it's like yeah. it, it's like a balancing act, right? Doing it the, is, yeah, the the whole thing. But then, at the end of the day, it's like you start to learn. Man, I'm like multitasking. You know, I'm good at this. Yeah. Like I was made for this. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I've I've found purpose in this. I'm super passionate about it, and I I wouldn't have it any other way, man. I'm I'm not gonna give up on this. So, um, oh, I'm here to stay, and 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 oh, definitely yeah. people who reach out, you know. Um, you know, they're always like, sorry to bother. I I hear that a lot. Sorry to bother. And it's like, you're not bothering me. You can reach out anytime. I don't know it all, but if I have something I can offer to help or answer a question, I'm there. And if I can't, I'll guide you in the direction to someone who's got more experience or or knows the answer as far as something they might want to know about how to do this or that. But I always find time, man. Or if I don't find the time, I'll make the time. So I'm, I'm never, I'm never, never opposed to reaching back out to people. I, I never leave a message unanswered. So nice dude that's dope mm-hmm. now hell yeah man but yeah dude uh thank you for doing the podcast this was awesome we'll definitely thank you too to man do, really appreciate uh, it. a lot of fun man follow up in the future and you know we'll sure. we'll keep we'll keep in touch online and uh and you know text you know all this stuff now like we're, we're all pretty sure, much but... set so well i'll be keeping an eye on on your work what you got coming up and uh just keep me in the loop also, oh, will, with the uh, future projects, events, and stuff like that, you know, we'll do I our will. part to uh, help promote mm-hmm. as well. Thanks, man. Yeah, dude. We got three on the bench at the moment. I'm usually a one kid at a time kind of guy, but I have three at the moment, and that's my maximum. So <laughs> I'll definitely <laughs> keep you in the loop with each project. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome, dude. Well, all right. Well, maybe uh, keep that idea in your head for the future about the pink slip one. Oh, I will, we'll dude. See yeah, what's up. Maybe, have... maybe, you guys, maybe you guys could come up with something else kind of. In that vibe, but we'll see what's yeah, up. I will. I think you might have you, you might have sparked a couple ideas for for Mike. Yeah, as far as uh, the pink slip idea, I like that man. <laughs> <laughs> Racing for pinks, oh, man, make a TV show out of it. Huh. Awesome. <laughs> right, dude. Oh, well, have a good night, bro, and we'll t- you we'll too, talk man. soon. All right, bud. Talk mm-hmm. to you later. Okay. Bye. See ya.